Yeah, I did okay. Not great, not terrible. Sounds like your life. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep, 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 yep. Hello! And welcome to another episode of We Don't Wanna. This is the podcast where we really don't wanna. In every episode, we take a very reluctant journey through a series that one of us loves and the other, well, that's where that there reluctancy comes in. We are your hosts, I am Zach, and joining me as always... He's stuck outside of Ravenclaw Common Room because he can't seem to figure out a riddle. It is our boy Scotty Westside. <laughs> yeah, it turns out uh, I'm just as bad as Harry with the riddles because uh, I, I, it asked me like a dozen and I, I couldn't get any of them right. Remember when he was like getting riddles from the Sphinx and even yeah. he was surprised when he got one right? Yeah, he was like, oh shit, I fucking did that. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, I don't know how that happened. Plot yeah. armor, I guess. Cool. <laughs> Goddamn Sphinx. Uh, didn't even make it in the movie. That's, R.I.P. yeah, sad times, sad times. Yeah. How you doing, man? Uh, I'm good, pal. I've had a, you know, pretty decent week. Just kind of chilling. Playing some you video know. games this week? Yeah, I played, I played, I played a little, little bit of video games. Um, we, uh... We recorded an episode of our Lord of the Rings uh, cast, which you should be hearing soon, if not already, by the time this airs. Uh, so go check that out. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, and um, yeah, it's been a solid week all around. Can't complain. You uh, you got me back in a... I got into a deep, deep, deep dashboard hole uh, oh, after, yes. <laughs> after you sent me their new song. Uh, which I like a lot. What's the, what's the name of it? Uh, I think it's like uh, "Here's to Letting Go" or yeah, to... something like that. It, it's a great song, and it just it, it's it screamed classic dashboard. Yeah. So I was just listening to a bunch of classic dashboard. Uh, like again, I go unnoticed on repeat Dude. forever. Uh, and Ghost of a Good Thing and Screaming Infidelities. And it's so good, man. They're so good. I I I love love that old dashboard stuff. It's yeah, great stuff. fucking. I know. I know. I've told you this, but dude, uh, the Swiss Army Romance is. It's I mean, amazing. it remains to be one of the greatest albums. Ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I was I was deep in a DC hole, if you know what I mean, for the last couple <laughs> days. <laughs> Well, that's cool. Fuck yeah, that's good stuff. I yeah, was, man. Uh, because I found the new song, I was also listening to some old yeah. Dashboard uh, while working. It was great. Good stuff. I just listened to Dashboard and and worked all day. It was it was honestly fucking rad. It made the day okay, go by real heck. quick. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, man. Um, Fuck yeah. So we're we're fucking we're fucking doing a goddamn thing today. We're nearing the end of this book. We are. Uh, I think we have nine chapters left if you include the epilogue. So I guess I think the plan is just do three more episodes of three. Um, And yeah, it's definitely feels like I feel for sure, at least by the end of these chapters, it's like, OK, the climax is basically here. Like it's 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 been coming for a while. Same. And <laughs> 
<laughs> oh yeah, uh, coming for a while, and yeah, now just it's non-stop. kind of happening, just like a fire hose, just can't shut it off. Uh, yeah, and it's it's kind of here, and it's like okay, okay, let's uh, yeah, let's just kind of. I'm just gonna come out and say I'm 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 ready for this book to be over, if I'm being honest, because it's been. Because it's gone on too long, or because you're over it? Um, little column A, little column B. Okay. I th- I think to be perfectly honest, at this point, I'm just. We got the the reveal of like what happened with Dumbledore and his sister, and all that. Mm-hmm. And I think really, because you know, I, listen, I've told you before, I've said on the podcast, the whole Voldy versus Harry main plot line of this thing only I only have a passing interest in it's not what I truly care about sure right as of right now all I really care about is like when is the shoe gonna drop on the Snape stuff like when do we get the Snape resolution um right and that's kind of the only thing I feel like left in this book that I care about well, I think it's I think it's big enough, and I do think that there is with how much I know you love, uh, someone, um, <laughs> someone, uh, or multiple people actually. Um, uh-huh. There, I think, I think there's going to be a little bit more that you're going to be pretty intrigued with with one of the next batches. Okay. But yeah, I guess you know that's fair. I came into to today like hype because shit is getting real. Uh huh. Which I mean, I don't think you could deny that. No, um, no, I'm not denying that at all. But I guess that's fair. You know, it's it's not really the stuff that necessarily piques your interest. Uh, right. Yes. Definitely. So you know, that's fair. Look, we're gonna talk about it. I'm sure. Yeah. You're gonna appreciate some things. I'm sure you're gonna shit on some things. Oh, for sure. Uh, you but... know what we do here, <laughs> <laughs> or what I do especially. Especially on my chest. Uh, so, whoa, hey now. <laughs> what I do do here on your chest? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I was talking about how I said shitting on things, and then, uh, you know. Oh, yeah, and then I said doo-doo. Yeah, doo-doo yeah, so shitting, yeah, right you know, you. it's the same yeah. thing. Doo-doo yeah. shitting. <laughs> <laughs> they eat the poo-poo. <laughs> hey, I gotta, I gotta go doo-doo shit real quick. <laughs> um, doo-doo shit. So, before we jump into this thing, mm-hmm. uh, we have several episodes out now of the uh the first about half of the new Amazon Wheel of Time show uh so if you have not already checked out those episodes check them out uh they are here on our channel so wherever you are listening to this Spotify iTunes whatever it is uh Check those out, and, you know, if you're watching the show, obviously, definitely fucking check those episodes out. Uh, if you're not watching the show, but you're curious about it, maybe listen to our first episode or two, see what our take is. As of right now, we don't know what our take is. Yeah, this is some real time warp shenanigans going on, because we <laughs> we have not recorded those episodes or watched that show yet. So, But by uh, the time you hear this, yes. those episodes will be out. This is like Tenet. <laughs> Yeah, this is like dream within a dream shenanigans, dude. It's like memento, dude. Yeah, we're just we're having to work we're, backwards. We're here. working backwards. Yes, absolutely. 
basically just any Chris insert any Christopher Nolan movie here. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah. So hopefully, Scott, hopefully I, we like this show and hopefully yeah. we have a good fucking time well, with it. Listen, either way, we're going to have fun with the episodes of the oh, podcast, yeah. e- even if. You know, maybe especially if the show sucks, which I hope it doesn't, obviously, uh, right. we will have some fun. If it's great and we're now like super Wheel of Time fans by the time you're hearing this, fucking cool. You know, either way, it's good stuff and I'm excited to do it. Faux show. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's hype. And yes, we've also got the Lord of the Rings episodes that may or may not have already been released. So. Listen, guys, just fucking listen to our goddamn just, podcast, okay? Just, just do it. Just do the damn thing. Just do the fucking thing. Um anyway, let's let's uh let's fucking kick this off, Scotty. What chapters are we doing? Uh tonight we will be doing chapters 29, 30 and 31. Um there is a decent chunk here. A, a decent amount happens. I do have a decent amount of notes. Um I am up and down on this batch, uh, okay. for for to to, to kind of lay it out, but we'll we'll get to the specifics of when, where, and why as as we go along here. So, where we last left off, of course, was they're in uh, Abra Olanis Abe's bar, um, the Hogshead, right? Yes. And um, you know, he, we had just got the the big story. Of what happened with Dumble and his sister and Grendel, Grendel, and all that. And uh, then, you know, the portrait opens up and there's our boy Neville. And I was stoked to see Neville. And um, Hell yeah. Here in chapter 29, we get some great Neville stuff, especially here at the beginning. So, he he is all beat to hell. Uh, he, he looks rough shape. But he just kind of, they're like, Neville, are you fucking okay, dude? But he just, like, waves it off like a baller. And he's like, nah, I'm fine. Seamus is way worse. It's cool. It's cool. Dude, he, he's like, it's just only a flesh wound. Yeah, it's, he's very Black Knight about this whole thing. He's just like, I'm fine. It's only a flesh wound. Uh, Your arm's he, off. No, it isn't. <laughs> no, it isn't. <laughs> we'll call it a draw. Uh, Neville tells Abe that a few more are coming and to send them down the tunnel when they do. Harry thanks Abe for saving their lives twice, and Abe is like, yeah, you better be damn careful, because I probably won't be able to do it a third time, so take care of yourself, you son of a bitch. Uh, so as they're going through the tunnel, Neville asks them what they've been up to. He's like, dude, there's rumors that you, like, broke into Gringotts and rode off on a dragon, and that shit's crazy, and they're just kind of like, yeah, no, that that happened. Yeah. Uh, Neville's like just more impressed with all the shit they've been doing. When, listen, there, Neville is you know giving more credit through. than yeah, they, prob- than he should. Yes, but he's also it sounds like he's probably been through maybe more than they have. I guess they've been through a lot too, but they've been through a lot, dude. They've they got been through attacked quite a by bit. a skin suit snake. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was specifically thinking of the skin suit snake. Uh, I would never be able to sleep ever again if that happened to me. So <laughs> I'll give him that one. I'm going to show you my skin suit oh, snake. Oh, boy. There it is. But here we go. Zach, are you ready? Yeah. The I true think. hero of this story uh-huh. makes a reappearance. Who is this? 
You don't know who this is. I mean, it, there's a lot of people that, that show up. Oh, is it Terry Boot? It's my boy, Terry Boot! <laughs> uh, he got beaten real bad for yelling about uh, like how great Harry and Hermione and Ron are during dinner about like their break into Gringotts and all this shit. Uh, and yeah, these, these Caros, uh, Electo and Amicus, they like to discipline. Uh, apparently Neville says they make Umbridge look real tame. And, um, Amicus teaches dark arts. It's not defense against the dark arts anymore. It's just dark arts. Yep. And, uh, he has them practice Crucio on people who get detention. Uh, so my boy Terry Boot on basically got Crucio tortured for just fucking standing up in the meal hall and being like, fuck the patriarchy or, you know, whatever it was he wanted to say. Uh, so good shit there from my boy Terry Boot. Uh, Crab and Goyle. He took some notes from Hagrid. He did. He, the... <laughs> support Harry Potter party. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Bless you, Hagrid. We'll see you in a bit. Um, Crab and Goyle love this new dark arts class. Apparently, it's the only thing they're ever good at. So, um, Ron's like, uh, Ron's after as Neville's telling them all this shit. Uh, Ron's like, blimey, Neville. There's a time and place for getting a smart mouth. And, um, oh, they're talking now about Electo in, uh, she teaches muggle studies, but it's basically just like slander. Yeah. It's basically like how shit they are and how they're like terrible and all this stuff. Right. And Neville says, uh, you didn't hear her. You wouldn't have stood it either. The thing is it helps when people stand up to them. It gives everyone hope. I used to notice that when you did it, Harry, um, I'm assuming he's talking about when he stood up to Umbridge. Umbridge. Yeah. Uh, Ron tells Neville, but they've used you as a knife sharpener, wincing slightly as they passed a lamp and Neville's injuries were thrown into even greater relief. Neville shrugged. Doesn't matter. They don't want to spill too much pure blood, so they'll torture us a bit if we're mouthy, but they won't actually kill us. Harry oh, didn't great. know. Yeah. <laughs> Harry didn't know what was worse, the things Neville was saying or the matter-of-fact tone in which he said them. Neville is such a baller here. Yeah, dude. He's like he's leveled up, man. He's been through the fucking ringer and is like, "Nah. This, this is a fucking Friday night, dude." Yeah, it's just, that's just another day for me. He's yeah, he's he's caused so much trouble and they've beaten him all to shit, but he's just like, "Ah, it is what it is, man. What are you going to do? I'm here for it." Um, but yeah, now, now it's gotten to a point where he has caused so much trouble that they decided to go after his gran, um, which was a big mistake because, uh, they sent Dollish after her who, Hey, did you know he's been confunded by the way? Uh huh. (laughs) Dollish and his confundment. Wait, wasn't that by, uh, no, it wasn't. That's somebody else. Oh yeah. That was a different joke. (laughs) What was that Uh, joke? What were you doing? Is it was the wait, what was I? Yaxley, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your boy hey, Yaxley. You know Yaxley got an Imperius curse off on fucking pious thickness. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. I was gonna come back to that later because it comes up, but you know what? We'll talk about it now. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so they they send Dollish after Neville's gran, and she just fucks his shit up. Neville says he's still in the hospital after what she did to him. Dude. He doesn't say what she did to him, 
but that he's still in the hospital for it. So it's bad. And yeah, she's awesome. a fucking baller. It's super rad. She's I love not to her. be fucked with. No, no, absolutely not. Uh, so, yeah, then after this happened, the Caros came after him. Uh, Neville, of course, but he got into the room of requirement. And now there's a bunch of old DA members, Dumbledore's army, just living there. Uh, they say that Neville really gets the room. And if you ask it for exactly what you want and close all the loopholes, then this thing is basically undefeatable. It's OP. This fucking goddamn room of requirement uh, is badass. He, yeah. it's, it's It just does everything. Uh, Neville says the one thing it can't do is provide food. But then it kind of does, because then Neville was thinking about how hungry he was, and just this passage to the boar's head just opened up. Uh, so that is how they're getting in and out of here. So Harry gets a Voldivision TM, uh, anger broadcast, because uh, he's found the Horcrux at the shack, and that it's gone. Well, he's found that the Horcrux is gone, basically. Uh, Harry is like, yo, we need to get going. And, uh, he's like, ah, listen, we gotta do this alone. We're here to find something, but we gotta do it alone. Neville doesn't understand this. He's like, but we're Dumble's army, bro. What the hell? We're here to help you. Let's do this. Uh, gets even more awkward as Luna, Ginny, Fred, George, Cho, and several others I don't care about come in. And uh, they're all like, oh, hell yes, Harry's here. Viva la revolution, baby. Dude. Let's fucking do this. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> and Harry's like, ah, uh, shit, guys. Um, Yeah, we're not. We're not really here to, like, help you retake Hogwarts, like, fight for fucking Hogwarts. It's not really what our plan was. Um. We got more important shit. We, we got we got bigger fish to fry. And uh, yeah, they're all just like, what's the plan, Harry? And he's like, ah, there isn't really one. And Fred, <laughs> Fred says, just going to make it up as we go along, are we? My favorite kind of plan. <laughs> so good stuff there from Fred. Um, And so now Harry is all worried about, like, you know, they want him to basically... All these, all these, you know, Dumbledore's army people, they basically want Harry to tell them, What's well, what are you here to do? Let us help you. Right. But he doesn't want to tell him, of course, because this whole secret mission thing. And now Harry is, like, worrying about what uh, Old Honest Abe said about how Albus learned to keep secrets from his mother. And he's worrying, like, basically he's becoming the same. Like, he's keeping too many secrets, like uh, Dumbledore did. And then he's like, well, look at where trusting Snape got Dumble. Um, so I don't really want to trust anyone either. Ron and Hermione, though, they convince him that he doesn't have to do everything alone and that they need help anyway. Uh, they can tell them that they're looking for something. They just don't have to say, hey, this is a horcrux. It contains a piece of Voldy's soul. Right. Blah, blah, it's, blah. it's funny that like Harry gives a shit about this because... like. The whole idea was the more people know, the more chances that it has to get yes. to Voldemort. But Voldemort yes. knows now. Exactly. Uh, which is one of the big problems I have with this section. It's like, Voldemort fucking knows what they're doing. Why does it matter? Why isn't he just telling people? Like, now I feel like the more that know, the better. Because the more help they can get. But 
whatever. Right. Um, so he asks about any uh, like special items belonging to Ravenclaw. And they tell him about this diadem that's been lost for centuries. Shocker that this is the, the last Horcrux here. Um, Cho is going to take him to the Ravenclaw di- uh, sorry, the Ravenclaw common room to yeah, she is. show him the diadem on the statue. <laughs> and Ginny is like, uh-uh, bitch, nah, I don't think so. Uh, she's like, Luna will take him, won't you, Luna? And she basically shuts Cho down hard. Oh, Ginny, good stuff there. She, uh, Ginny's like, yo, mine's bigger. <laughs> what is the, what is the, is there a female equivalent of cock blocking? Is it like, um, I don't know. There's got to be something. We got to think right? of something. Yeah. Surely there's something. I got nothing. Uh, Bush block. <laughs> Bush block. That's so terrible. Yeah, dude. That's. What if you don't have a bush? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I can't think of anything. Well, maybe we'll circle back around. Uh, anyway, Ginny's just basically just like, nah, Cho. I don't think so. Luna's gonna take him. So Luna and Harry go to the Ravenclaw common room. And uh, this uh, giant eagle door knocker, so angry, uh, starts asking them these riddles to, to let him in because, you know, Ravenclaws are always about being smart and stuff. So I think this is like a clever way to like get into their common room, basically. Um, ask them, which came first, the phoenix or the flame? And Luna, Luna does not appreciate the gravity of the situation very well, which I think is hilarious. It's so that's funny, just Luna. Dude. She's the best. She's the best. She's like, hmm, what do you think, Harry? <laughs> and Harry's like, what? Isn't there just a password? And Luna's like, oh, no, you've got to answer a question. And Harry's like, well, what if you get it wrong? Well, you have to wait for somebody who gets it right. That way you learn, you see? <laughs> <laughs> and Harry's like, uh, yeah, I get it. Trouble is, we can't really afford to wait for anyone else, Luna. Because they're under the the invisibility cloak, of course. Right. And Luna's like, no, no, I see what you mean. Well, then, I think the answer is that a circle has no beginning. And the the, the voice, the door is just like, hmm, well-reasoned, and opens up. Hell yeah, <laughs> and I'm dude. like, Luna, you're such a baller. <laughs> you're so great. And uh, so they go in there, and uh, there's the statue, and Harry climbs up on it to, like, check the statue, and he sees it says something about, I didn't have it written down, like, wit is its own reward or something like that, I don't know. Um, And then Electo is like, ah, I caught you now, bitch, and she's just waiting in there for him, surprises them, and uh, she just calls Voldy immediately. And I, they really had better have some... This is what I wrote down. They really had better have some good explanation for this, her being in here. Because what I didn't have in my notes previously, but I went back and double-checked. On their way, while under the invisibility cloak to the to the Eagle Claw common room, mm-hmm. um, they checked the Marauder's map like a bunch of times. Spoiler alert, there is no explanation for that whatsoever. So apparently Electo is just immune to the Marauder's map. 
because uh, she was just chilling in there the whole time. So call bullshit on that. I mean, I think you got to think like you've got hyper focus, man. You've got tunnel vision like you're you're looking to make sure that you're not going to get spotted like on the way. Right. They're literally under an invisibility cloak. Why would they be spotted? Well, <laughs> like run into somebody that they're navigating in the dark, too. OK, yes, they are. That's fair. Um, but the book specifically, if it had just been like, oh, you know what? They didn't think about checking the Marauders map. Because yeah, that would have been better. And Fair they're enough. in a hurry. That would have been better. But it's like, no, it makes mention of like, yeah, they stopped to check the Marauders map like a couple times. And I'm like, oh, you didn't notice Electo just sitting in the place where just chilling in a chair waiting for the place you're going to. Dumb. Real, real dumb. I mean, uh, that is the end of chapter 29, by the way. So I have taken the liberty scott uh-huh. oh boy of finding some synonyms to cock block for women excellent okay here we go <laughs> so, these are so good uh clam jam clam jam i think i have heard that one before okay, That's clam really jam is really good and this this yeah. is using it in sentences by the way okay cool i was about to get her number but then What's her face completely came over and clam jammed me. <laughs> clam jammed me. I like clam jammed a lot, actually. Uh, nah, I got bushwhacked or else I would have gotten her number. <laughs> bushwhacked? See, I was on to something with the bush block. Uh, the old bush and block. Hold on. This is this is the best one. Okay. We were having an amazing conversation when wham, Morgan came all over. Wait. What? This sounds more like a happy ending. <laughs> I know. <laughs> when Wham, Morgan came over all Taco Blocko style and ruined Taco it. Taco Blocko! <laughs> oh my god. Dude, that is the best thing I've ever seen. Taco Blocko. Um, Taco Blocko is amazing. I think I still being like Twat Swat. <laughs> I think I have heard that one too before. Twat Swat. Dude, that's so funny. These are amazing. Holy Those shit. Those are really good. Uh, we'll go with Clam Jam. I think that's my favorite. Taco uh, Blocko, dude. Taco Blocko wins by a mile. Nah. Ginny, Ginny, Ginny Clam Blammed. Clam Blammed? Clam Blammed. Sounds aggressive. Wham Bam right in the clam. Um, Yeah. it's uh, Those are good stuff. I like that. That's funny. Taco Blocko. Taco Blocko. Damn. So chapter 30. Uh, this is the chapter I liked. This is the chapter I enjoyed of these three. Um, so right as he's, uh, Electo surprises them, Harry gets, uh, another, you know, Voldy broadcast. He sees that Voldy is at the cave. Um, and you know, he sees Voldy knows that they have the boy. And uh, he's like, oh, these Voldy is thinking, oh, these fuckers better not fuck this up if they're calling me for, you know, uh, Harry, basically. And uh, this is where I write the note. Uh, I was like, OK, Voldy better be here like nearly instantly um, because they definitely they meet being Harry and Dumble apparated directly to that cave from Hogsmeade. So there's no oh, I have to fly closer you know, to apparate. Um, I know he can't apparate directly into Hogwarts, but I was like, oh, he better be here real quick. Spoiler alert, he's not there real quick because he's a fucking idiot Mm -hmm. and decides that he needs to 
still go through the rigmarole of checking his fucking horcruxes, even though he knows already that some of them are gone. Uh, he's an idiot. He's so dumb. He's just, he's got to make sure that, like, he's got to figure out, like, yo, am I, like, about to be dead? Or are there still some out there? Yeah, maybe you just stop Harry and none of that is a problem anymore. But no, well, he's right, like, but, but well, I got to go across this lake and drink this potion. <laughs> right, but to, to Voldemort, he doesn't know if there's other people that are doing this or if it's only Harry. Okay, that's kind of fair, but he seems to only care about Harry also. Well, right, but now he but now he cares about his horcruxes. Later, he's just like, yeah, I don't care about any of you fuckers uh, in the castle. Uh, just give me Harry and we're all good. So, make up your mind. Uh, also, Luna's... What? He doesn't do that. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely not. Luna is still under the cloak, uh, so she just stuns Electo. Electo was pretty useless. Um... So this is funny. There's this, you know, it's, it's caused a commotion down there and Ravenclaws start coming down from their dorms when, while Luna and Harry get back into the cloak. And um, it says, One brave little first year darted up to her and prodded her backside with his big toe. I think she might be dead, he shouted with delight. <laughs> and Luna says, Oh, look, they're pleased. <laughs> And Harry's like, yeah, great. Very funny stuff. Uh, oh, yeah. Voldy decides to stay and check on the locket first. Why? Question mark. Uh, we already went over that. He's real dumb. So Amicus starts banging on the door, asking Electo what's up. Um, he's like, hey, we don't want to go the same way as the Malfoys. And the way he phrased that, I was like, wait, shit. Did he kill the Malfoys? Because he says go the same way as the Malfoys. Right, but I think right. he just means like, like have what happened to them. Like- yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, McGonagall comes up behind him. McGonagall's super great in this chapter. Just FYI for warning. Oh my God, she's rad. amazing. She comes up behind him and she's like, hey, you okay, bro? You're, you're making a damn racket. Some of us are trying to sleep, pal. She says, you made Flitwick let your sister in then in there earlier. He's like, why don't you, why, why don't you just, because I think, I think uh, Amicus is like, hey, let me in here. Get me in here. Because he can't answer the question. He's too stupid. Just like me. Right. And so uh, Amicus is like, yeah, McGonagall, get me in here. And she's like, why don't you just have your sister let you in? Because um, you made Flitwick let her in there earlier. And I'm like, how did they fucking know? Well, we get the answer here in a bit. Um, McGonagall's like, fine, I'll let you in. She answers the question. And Amicus comes in and he's like, oh, shit. He sees, obviously, unconscious sister, doesn't see Potter. He's like, Voldy is coming. We don't have the boy. Uh, and then this question is answered. Apparently, Voldy told them Harry would try to get into Ravenclaw Tower. Um... McGonagall's like, what are you talking about? Why would Potter come here? He's he's in my house. And there's like the the book makes notes of how McGonagall sounds like proud of this. Like, yeah, yeah. Potter's in my fucking house. And Harry's like, oh, I love you, McGonagall. Dude, I do. I love McGonagall so much. She's real good here. So Amicus is like, ah, I'll pass the blame on to the kids. They'll like the kids force. Electo to like touch her dark mark or some bullshit like that uh, and he's like so what if a couple of them die so what if a couple of the kids die 
And McGonagall is not having this. She's like, you are a cowardly bitch boy. This is not okay. Uh, Fuck you. And then Amicus just straight up spits in McGonagall's face, which is not okay in any circumstances. And Harry has seen enough. Uh, He busts out from under the cloak. And just jumps. He go, he turns that dial up to eleven. He do, he doesn't stun. He just straight up crucios that asshole. Fuck yeah, dude. Uh, good for you, Harry. He yeah. I mean, like they made a big deal about these curses being unforgivable, but Harry's done like a bunch of them at this point, and I'm pretty sure they're gonna forgive him. Um, yeah, he crucios that asshole clean through like a bookcase, and then because he's Barry now. Uh, he makes a cool action guy quip about it. He's like, like Arnold style. He's all like, uh, Bellatrix was right. You do have to mean it when you do these curses. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. Damn you, Barry. Don't make me like you, Barry. (laughs) Uh, it's pretty good. But yeah, he's done a bunch of these unforgivable curses now. And like I said, I'm pretty sure he's done it twice, dude. This, no, this is definitely, he's done Imperius like 16 times. He's done Crucio and Imperius Well, okay, it was in the same, like, exchange. If it's it's in the same exchange, it doesn't count. Yeah, it doesn't count. It's the same curse. He just had had to reapply it. These are all grouped together. He might as well just abracadabra at some point. Like, are there levels of unforgivable curses? I don't know. Um... So he he starts saying Voldy's name now because he's like, oh, it doesn't even matter. Voldy knows where we are anyway. And I'm like, wait, but didn't that also summon Snatchers before? Not just Voldy? Like, are Snatchers going to... I know they can't pop directly into Hogwarts, but, like, isn't that going to summon them as well? Or was Voldy the only one who could hear this taboo word and then he, like, dispatched the Snatchers? Mm, I think it was, like, a ministry taboo, yeah. That doesn't answer my question at all. What so, like, it's just, it's like, it's like a picture like this, like picture reporters, like listening into a radio, like to a police uh-huh. radio, like they get word of it and they're like, oh, go, go now. This will be a snatch dispatch. Yeah. Snatch dispatch. Okay. So, so that's, that's when you're not cock blocked. That's when you're not <laughs> clam jammed is when you go snatch dispatch. Where you get your old dispatch snatch. Uh, yeah, so he's he's an idiot because, yeah, it doesn't matter if Voldy knows where they are. Now there's going to be a bunch of other fuckers coming in. I would think. You would think, and you should stop doing that. <laughs> I would think a lot of things in these chapters. Uh, McGonagall is like, listen, Potter, I appreciate you standing up for me and everything, but uh, you're a damn fool for coming here. And he's like, I had to, Dumble's orders. Hey, in a completely unrelated note, you know where that lost diadem of Rowena Ravenclaw is? (laughs) (laughs) She's like, no dipshit, it's lost. That's why it's the lost diadem of Rowena Ravenclaw. Uh, Also, since these fucking unforgivable curses have no meaning whatsoever anymore, McGonagall just casually imperious as Amicus because he's like waking up and she just like, Imperius is him, has him go pick up both their wands, hand them over to him, and then he just lays down next to his sister, and she ties them both up, and she's just basically being a baller. Uh, 
But yeah, these unforgivable curses have no meaning anymore. Dude, I don't think that they've ever held like an actual legitimate like like it's it's like it's like adults telling kids not to say bad words. Just like something that you can be like you can be held, you know, like and yeah, tried for it, but it's we, like <laughs> bad you don't go on trial for saying bad no, words no, first like, of all. What I'm saying dude is like they teach them, hey, these are the, this is the type of magic that we're not supposed to do. But like, just like you teach your fucking kids not to say bad words, but you go and turn around and like you might say a bad word, right? Like, yes, but that's that's a far cry from being something like unforgivable. You don't teach your kids, hey, don't say these words because I will never forgive you if you do say these words. I just, I think, I think it's blown out of proportion, and I think you are hyper focused on the dumbest shit to be I, like, oh, they don't fucking mean anything, like. There's still a level of magic that, like, you shouldn't toy around with. But, like, these are fucking war times. Like, get over it. Yeah, well, that was my point earlier when I was like, hey, they should, yeah, if, like Lupin was talking about, Okay, well, they're fucking doing it now, so get over it. Oh, my God. (laughs) Earlier when Lupin was like, hey, you need to, like, fight to kill, baby. Like, when he was telling Harry this. Mm -hmm. And I asked you, I was like, does that mean he, like, the people who are fighting to kill like he is is he going to be tossing out abracadabras and you were like oh no they would never do that he'll probably just use bombardo or whatever the fuck it is and uh, now it just seems like the whole unforgivable i mean have you fucking seen them use abracadabra no but that's what that's my whole point is like why is that one off limits and the others aren't do you really have to have me explain that to you? Killing somebody i understand that is uh, not you can't fathom how that is worse than uh torture or inflicting pain or whatever torture's pretty bad uh but no i understand i'm saying don't group them together as like these are the three we were told any one of these would get you a life sentence in azkaban any one of them once okay well that's obviously out the window was fake moody tm full of shit i mean he was he also said abracadabra was unblockable and we fucking know that's not true <laughs> i'm just saying dude like you are hyper focused on something I, that it's like dude this is a fucking war like i guess i guess um mcgonagall is like oh shit you're acting on dumbledore's orders wow that changes everything um now she's like in full battle mode she yes. says we shall secure the school against he who must not be named while you search for this this object. And Harry's like, is that possible? This is such a badass line from McGonagall. She says, I think so. We teachers are rather good at magic, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Great stuff from McGonagall. I'm sure we will be able to hold him off for a while if we put all our best efforts into it. Of course, something will have to be done about Professor Snape. Uh, something is done about Professor Snape here shortly. Um, so McGonagall sends out her cats. Her Patronus is a cat, by the way, which is... Fitting. Fitting, but also kind of weird because she can also just turn into a cat. Um, yeah, but then she would have to go somewhere. It's like the same exact cat. No, I know. I'm just saying, like, it's. it seems like her Patronus is the same exact cat that oh, she turns into right. because it's got like the glasses marks or whatever. Right, right, right. Uh, she should make her Patronus like a bigger cat, like a lion or something. <laughs> it doesn't matter. 
<laughs> McGonagall yeah, because she's that... from Gryffindor. That makes sense. Yes, exactly. Yeah, Gryffindor line. She sends out her cats to alert the other teachers, and they are off to defend the castle. Oh, and speaking of old Severus, here he is. Uh, they're walking along, and he just like slinks out from behind a suit of armor. And uh, always the best entrances that way. Uh, it's just the best entrances. He's just like, hey, where are the caros at? And McGonagall's like, I don't know, wherever you told them to be, I expect. Which is a good comeback. And Severus is all like, hmm, I was, I was kind of under the impression that they had an intruder. And she's like, oh, what gave you that idea? And he kind of like flexes his arm like the dart, basically like, you know, letting her know because of the dark mark is like right. letting them know. And uh, McGonagall's like, oh, yeah, I forgot you deeters have your own method of communication. Uh, Snape obviously knows Potter is here, and he's just kind of, like, looking around Minerva for his invisible ass, because they're under the cloak. Um, and so then he just straight up asks her, he's like, hey, Minerva, you seen, uh, you seen Potter around by any chance? And instead of answering him, she just straight up attacks him. Uh, real cool duel here. Uh, it's made mention that basically these two are in another league. They're both faster and better at magic than Harry can even believe. Yeah. Because Harry's like, uh, yeah, McGonagall moved faster than, like, attacking Snape than faster than he's any, any seen, ever seen anyone. And, but still somehow Snape was ready for it and blocked it. And they do all this cool shit, like... McGonagall like tries to use a torch to like Balrog flame whip him and he like turns into a snake that attacks her and then she sends like a thousand knives at him and he steps behind a suit of armor to block it. He does the Gilgamesh attack? Yeah basically. No that was her. She did that. Oh right right yeah. And uh yeah it's it's a cool as hell duel. These two are in a completely other league than dipshit ass Harry and I'm all about that. Um, so fucking rad, dude. But then when Flitwick, Sprout, and Foghorn Slughorn arrive, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Severus decides that, uh, hey, maybe discretion is the better part of valor. Uh, I don't want to be fighting for uh, extremely powerful wizards. And he just hauls ass out of there, jumps out a window. Uh, apparently, Voldy taught him his flying trick. Uh, Minerva makes mention like oh he's learned a few tricks from his master or something like that because they're high up I'm sure Um, or he's a Dracula because Harry makes mention of a giant bat like shape that he can see flying away dude it's it's funny because the the way it's shot in the movie definitely has some fucking like Dracula I, I think he's just a Dracula why would he turn into a bat is he's not an animagus right no it's very weird. Yeah, it is, it is weird. A weird choice. I mean, it's cool that he learned the flight thing, but like, yeah, it's, it, it is odd. And the way that they chose to do it in the movie, also kind of odd. Okay, that's interesting. Uh, speaking of Dracula, I know you have not watched uh, much, if any, Community, right? I've seen like three episodes. Uh, yeah, because you're an idiot. You should watch that. It's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> there's a really hilarious Halloween episode where Donald Glover's character, uh, he tells, uh, 
he tells his best friend Abed, he's like, yeah, I'm dressed as a sex, I'm dressed as a sexy Dracula. And Abed's like, you mean a sexy vampire? And he goes, I don't have to know what kind of Dracula I am, you nerd. (laughs) (laughs) It's very, very funny. Uh, Anyway. Oh, yeah. So the whole cavalry is here now. Snape gets away. Um, Harry's like, listen, hey, uh, I think he gets a hit of Voldy Vision that he's on his way back. And uh, McGonagall's like, or no, Harry's like, professor, we've got to barricade the school now. He's coming. <laughs> and uh, But is he on his way? He's also on his way. And uh, Minerva snaps back into action. She's like, very well. He who must not be named is coming, she told the other teachers. And he's also on his way. <laughs> uh, Sprout and Flitwick gasped. Slughorn let out a low groan. Potter Dude, has Slughorn worked- is like... He's like, this is exactly why I didn't want to be here. I fucking told Dumble's ass. God damn it. Got roped into this bullshit. <laughs> yes, exactly. I was honestly a little surprised to find out that he was still here, if I'm being fully honest. But uh, right. I suppose it's better than like introducing a whole new character at this point. So, yeah. Um, Minerva's like, Potter has work to do in the castle on Dumbledore's orders. We need to put in place every protection of which we are capable while Potter does what he needs to do. Uh, Flitwick is all like doubting Flitwick over here. You realize, of course, that nothing we do will be able to keep out you-know-who indefinitely. Uh, Sprout, though, big believer. Big believer here in Sprout. But we can hold him up, said Professor Sprout. Thank you, Pomona. I forgot her name is Pomona. That's pretty it's a good name. Her. It's a great name. Uh... And McGonagall and Pomona basically do like the the strong guy meme like fucking brother handshake thing. Yeah, like we're fucking the two biggest badasses here. Um, I suggest we establish basic protection around the place, then gather our students and meet in the Great Hall. Most must be evacuated. Though if any of those who are overage wish to stay and fight, I think they ought to be given the chance. Um, so yeah, so they, they hurry off to get all their respective houses. Flitwick starts doing spells and shit. And Harry's like, hey, dude, you're, you're Ravenclaw. (laughs) You happen to know where that lost diadem of Ravenclaw is? And he's like, no, dude, it's lost. It's literally in the name. Why do you keep asking us this? (laughs) Uh, he also very importantly says no one in living memory knows where it's, where it is, which, uh. Will be very important later. So, uh, <laughs> McGonagall and Harry start to leave. Uh, they had just reached the door when Slunghorn. Slunghorn? Uh, Slunghorn. I don't know what's happening to me. Foghorn Slughorn uh, starts talking to him. I-, I, say, I say my word. What a to do. I am not at all sure whether this is wise, Minerva. He is bound to find a way in, you know, and anyone who has tried to delay him will be in a most grievous peril. I missed being able to do Foghorn Slaghorn's voice. Uh, Dude, whenever you do that, I just picture uh, uh, Frank uh, Underwood from House of Cards. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. It is a little bit of a, uh, <laughs> yeah, him from House of Cards for sure. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Uh, Minerva lays the shit down here for him and the Slytherins. She says, I shall expect you and the Slytherins in the Great Hall in 20 minutes. 
If you wish to leave with your students, we shall not stop you. But if any of you attempt to sabotage our resistance or take up arms against us within this castle, then Horus, we duel to kill. Dude. She's not fucking around. Dude. Dude, I have to, I like, I just need to say, I need to stop Uh you for a second. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in any, like, story, it's this, the gearing up thing where, like, shit's coming together and people are, like, like, they make those decisions about, like, being all in or whatever. Like, I love that so yeah. much. No, it's for so sure. so fun. Like I said, this this was the chapter of this batch that I did really like, and it's 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 all mostly good stuff. Um, also, just McGonagall being a total badass to this whole chapter she's is so fucking good. Great. Um, so, yeah, she's like, dude, we, we're, we're going to duel the kill if you try and stop us. And he's like... I say Minerva. Um, and she's just like, listen, the time has come for Slytherin House to decide upon its loyalties. Uh, go and wake your students, Horace. Uh, great shit. It gets even better here. She goes out into the hall. Phil, she's like, there are students out of their beds. <laughs> this fucking idiot. And she's like, yeah, I know, dumbass, they're supposed to be. Now make yourself useful and go and find Peeves. I fucking knew Peeves would be somehow vitally important. I don't know what he's going to do yet, but I fucking knew somewhere down the line. What would you do if you found out that Peeves, like... Peeves is the final Horcrux. Peeves is the final... <laughs> I was going to say, what if he's the one that, like, destroys the final Horcrux, but... Oh, no, it's way dumber than that, what they do. Um... That would have been better. I wish that had happened. Oh, my uh, God. Yeah, Filch is all like, Peeves, stammered Filch as though he had never heard the name before. Yes, Peeves, you fool. Peeves, haven't you been, cl- been complaining about him for a quarter of a century? <laughs> Go and fetch him at once. McGonagall's such... She's on next level shit here. Uh, and she continues that. She does a sick-ass spell that makes all the suits of armor... And, like, statues in the castle rise up to defend it. Just a baller move all the way around. Yeah, Uh, dude. It's Uh, badass as hell. It's so sick. In the movie, too, man, like, her doing that, like, she runs outside and, like, does it the pier totem locomotor thing. And, like, the the statues, like, jump off their, like, ledges. Mm -hmm. And I think it's Sprout that's right next to her. And she's, like... Like, go and defend your castle, like, you know, like, yada, yada, yada. And they're just, like, they start mar- marching off. And then there's, like, a moment of silence. And McGonagall's like, I have always wanted to do that spell. <laughs> I so don't know cool, if I dude. like that. That seems a little corny. It's, no, it's, seems a little it's good, dude. It's good. It is good. I promise. All right. I think all you'll, right. I do think we you'll appreciate see. it. Uh, she does not do that here. She's all business um, in the books here. So, uh, so yeah, all this is, is the defenses of the castle are in motion. Harry and Luna run back to the room of the requirement, and, uh, hell yeah, the Order of the Phoenix has arrived as well. Uh, Molly and Arthur are here, Kingsley's here, Lupin's here. Harry hurriedly explains that Voldy is coming, and they are about to fight. Does he also explain that he's on his way? <laughs> Yeah, definitely. (laughs) He's like, listen, we can't stop Voldy from coming. It's like a fire hose. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, He's also on his way. Uh, There's this big fight. 
about Ginny being underage and whether or not she can stay. Uh, obviously, Molly and uh, Arthur do not want her around. She definitely wants to be around. They eventually, they eventually decide that she can stay, but she has to stay in the room of requirement. Uh, it's, throughout this next section, there are several times she like tries to do the whole cartoon, like sneak out, out out of the room as they're like talking and distracted. It's pretty funny. Um, <laughs> but uh, but they they get her to stay, and then. Zach, are you ready to do some air horns? Oh are you my ready god! To do some fucking air horns here. <laughs> do you know what I'm about to be fucking super hype about? Um, I. It's don't. not Terry Boot this time. Shocking. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm. Give me a second before you do this. <laughs> don't look at your book. That's cheating. No, 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 no. I'm not. What are you looking at? You're definitely cheating. <laughs> hold on. Quit cheating. This is I just have to tell you because you're cheating. Okay, go ahead and say it. Oh no. Say it. It's Percy's Redemption Arc! (laughs) (laughs) Percy is redeemed. I am so hyped for this, and I'm not entirely sure why. Uh I've always had a soft spot for Percy. Probably because you hate him so much. Um, I just, you know. No, the reason you have a soft spot for Percy is because you're a terrible person. Because I'm a terrible person, he's a sack of shit. Yes. <laughs> uh, but this is this is genuinely great. I feel like good. even you, good. the Percy hater, can't, you know, no, it, it, dislike it is good. this. It is good. I mean, I still dislike him, but this is good. This is great. Uh, Percy climbs out of the tunnel. Am I too late? Has it started? I only just found out, so I... Percy spluttered into silence. Evidently, he had not expected to run into most of his family. Uh, this is this whole floor here. This whole sequence is very, very amusing. There was a long moment of astonishment, broken by Floor turning to Lupin and saying, in a wildly transparent attempt to break the tension, "So how is little Teddy?" <laughs> Lupin blinked at her, startled. The silence between the Weasleys seemed to be solidifying like ice. Oh, I, oh, yes, he's fine, Lupin said loudly. (laughs) Yes, Tonks is with him. At her mother's. And it's just so awkward. (laughs) Percy and the other Weasleys were still staring at one another, frozen. Ah, here, I've got a picture, Lupin shouted. (laughs) Uh... And then Percy is just like, I was a fool! Percy roared so loudly that Lupin nearly dropped his photograph. I was an idiot! I was a pompous prat! I was a, a ministry-loving, family-disowning, power-hungry moron, said Fred. Percy swallowed. Yes, I was. Well, you can't say fairer than that, said Fred, holding out his hand to Percy. Uh, Mrs. Weasley bursts into tears. Dude. Uh, Percy says, I'm sorry, Dad. Mr. Weasley blinked rather rapidly. Then he, too, hurried to hug his son. It's so good. I loved it. so good. I am so glad. You know I've wanted, like, resolution on Percy. You know I was was big on the the whole Darth Jar Jar Percy (laughs) angle way for the longest time. I'm just glad we got... Percy resolution. I mean, hey, dude, it could still be the truth. Still could be the truth, but this is an amazing, like, redemption, uh, you know, coming. uh, Yes, amazing coming. (laughs) Amazing. 
God damn it. Why are you talking about coming so much I, We're today? talking about coming a lot. Uh, <laughs> amazing reconciliation with his family here. I loved it to death. Especially just like with how awkward it is and like Fleur trying to break the tension and Lupin being like, oh shit, a picture, a picture. Uh, it's very, very, very good you stuff. You know what I noticed? What's that? Is you, you've also, we've also somehow talked about Dracula. Uh-huh. And it makes me remember Amanda's amazing pun, public ejaculation. <laughs> what was that? the? There was so, you had to. What was the name of that game? It we was were playing? um. It was a. It was a card game called Punderdome. Yes, which is an amazing pun in and of itself. Yes, and, and you basically got like different cards, and you had to make a pun. Yeah, like it was them, like different right? like like topics or or themes right. on each card on two different cards that you would draw randomly. Something about masturbation and vampires. It, it had to, yes, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. And she came up with public ejaculation. Yeah, and it was so good. That's, that's the oh best my thing. God, that is real good. Um, basically, coming. This is just the coming episode. <laughs> is is what I need to establish here. Basically, coming. Basically, coming. Uh Harry realizes here that Ron and Hermione are missing. Speaking of coming, <laughs> and then they said, "I I can't, I did not intend to set this up. I swear, this is just my next note." Uh, they said something about the bathroom, and I literally just have in my notes as we're talking about coming. I'm like, ah, they're gonna go and get in a little hanky panky before <laughs> the end of the world, huh? <laughs> Hell yeah, solid plan. Did you say but- solid? I did say solid. That transition could not have gone any better. Uh, so yeah, Ron and Hermione. Uh, Ron and Hermione. Hermione. Ron and her. I don't know what's happening. Uh, they're off banging in a bathroom, or so I wish. Uh, and then Harry's Voldy Vision TM tells him that Voldy is here and he is ready to murder baby. He is all pissed, and that is the end of all chapter. All pissed. He's big mad, bro. He is big mad. Uh, chapter 31. Uh, the last chapter of the batch here. Is this your least favorite chapter of our batch today? I don't know. The first chapter was just kind of nothing. It was just mostly like set up. I mean, we got some cool Neville stuff. Probably. I don't like this chapter. Uh, Interesting. I th- think there's a lot of... Let's say convenience, the convenience factor, the uh, everything was related to everything else. The because magic factor is off the charts higher than it has maybe ever been in this chapter. Mm -hmm. And listen, I get it. I understand. You have to check your disbelief at the door. You have to like not look too deep and not question things too much to enjoy most fictions. So, but this chapter goes hard on that shit, and uh, it was a little too hard for my liking. Well, next time I'll thrust a little softer for you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Listen, I have to look, I as much as it is in my DNA to defend the series. Uh huh. Of course. Um, I mentioned either at the end of last book or the beginning of this book 
mm-hmm. how there are a couple specific things towards the end that I take major problem with and that you okay. also will absolutely take major problem with. Okay. And I'm going to call my shot here. I, I have a feeling it's the fiend fire. That is one of them. Uh-huh. And uh, another major I mean, there's thing several. Yeah. Is, is the basilisk fang. fang. Yeah, that's another one. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> there's, there's, uh, like I said, they go hard uh, in this chapter. There's several. So the basilisk fang one, I have a little bit more forgiveness for because at least it was something that it's was set up. established. It's prior yes. knowledge. Right, yes. exactly. But this fiend fire thing is the fiend fire one is like the ass pull of the century. I like, hate it, dude. It's bad, dude. I it's hate like so bad. The, literally, the only thing that comes is me. <laughs> is me? Yeah, is us? Is Voldy? No, the only thing that comes out of that that is semi okay is the name. Because it's a cool name. Well, Fiend Fire is cool. No, yeah, okay, that's yeah, fair. That's cool so maybe the second thing that comes out of that okay. that's okay is I don't actually hate the like the room of requirement like scene. It's uh-huh. just like 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 this is what destroyed the Horcrux. <sighs> Listen, dude. Uh, I like, know we're, we're getting, getting ahead of this, but like, yeah, we're getting way ahead of ourselves, and we'll get more into this later. But uh, Crab is like the most powerful wizard alive, apparently, of all time, dude. It's of over all nine thousand. Um, yeah, he's over 9,000. Uh, they should have brought him along for, for this whole Horcrux quest. It would have gotten way smoother. That's um, why, that's yeah, why Harry told Lupin to go away, because, like, nah, dude, we're, we're trying to recruit the crab. <laughs> we need a fiend fire expert. <laughs> You're not a fire mage, guy. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, we gotta balance the team better. Well, look, I, I will, I will shit on this with you, because I, okay. I do absolutely hate it, so. Fair enough. Uh, like I said, the only good thing about that is the name fiend fire sounds badass ass as hell uh and that's where the cool yeah i mean we're, we're getting way ahead of ourselves uh the start of chapter 31 uh this chapter is titled the battle of helms deep i mean hogwarts <laughs> i was hype i was like hell yeah battle of hogwarts let's fucking go and that was about when my um you know Excitement enthusiasm stopped. ended yeah 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 where i stopped coming um <laughs> So they're all gathered in the Great Hall, and, um, you know, they're basically explaining what's going on. Um, Someone, uh, a girl from the Slytherin table, asks, where's Professor Snape? McGonagall says, he has, to use the common phrase, done a bunk, replied Professor McGonagall, and a great cheer erupted erupted from the Gryffindors, Hufflepuffs, and Ravenclaws. I don't know how common this phrase is, McGonagall, because I have no fucking clue. What that means? <laughs> uh, must be common in Britain. Uh, done a bunk is something I have never heard of, but I'm now gonna try and use it probably a bunch, uh, whether it works or not. So we'll we'll do a bunk here for the rest of this chapter. Uh, so then they all hear uh, Voldy voice, Pat and Pendy, um, speaking to him through the walls. And uh, he's like, listen, listen, guys, guys, guys. I don't want to kill you. I I have the greatest respect for the teachers of Hogwarts. Like, listen, listen. This is all just one big misunderstanding. You give me Harry. I'll spare you all. And hell, I even gonna reward you. 
Uh, by the way, you have until midnight. I'm going to start murking fools. <laughs> uh pansy parkinson is that her name i can't remember yeah pansy parkinson the worst uh, yeah she said uh, this is the hag girl i think right yes um she jumps up from the slytherin table and she's like oh there he is right there grab him and the other three houses uh ravenclaw gryffindor and hufflepuff they rise up basically to defend harry and mcgongle's like yeah yeah no nah, no nah, that's not gonna happen uh all you slytherins you can fuck right the hell off and uh, all you leave, uh, and then all the rest of the underage wizards leave. Um, a good many from old Eagle Claw, Hufflepuff, and Griffy stay behind to fight. Kingsley outlines their battle plan, and um, they're going over that for a while. And McGonagall walks up to Harry, and she's like, Dude, what the hell are you doing? Aren't you supposed to be looking for something? And Harry's like, Oh shit, yeah, you're right. Dude. He's it's just that Harry idiot. has no fucking clue what he should be doing. Yeah, no, he literally goes out and has, he like starts thinking and he's like, oh, without running Hermione around, I can't even think of what to do. I'm, I'm so, I'm so dumb. Where's Barry? I need Barry. <laughs> uh, he thinks long and hard, long and hard about where this lost diadem could be. And, uh, <laughs> he very conveniently realizes Flitwick said, no one in living memory. And so he go he goes to ask uh, our guy, Nicholas DeMimsey Porpington. Hell uh, yes. Who the Ravenclaw Tower ghost is. I feel like he's been at this school for like 20 years. He should know who the Ravenclaw Tower ghost is, but whatever. Uh, he doesn't know anything, to be she, fair. She's a ghost that like complete, like just doesn't mingle. Like she's. I guess so, yeah. I mean, he knows who the Bloody Baron is. But I guess he's more prominent than she yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it, people know the Bloody Baron because he keeps Peeves in check. Sure. Fair enough. Uh, so, yeah, Nicholas DeMimsey Porpington uh, tells him, oh, yeah, it's it's that chick over there. It's the gray lady. Uh, Nicholas, Sir Nicholas is also very offended because he, <laughs> he's like, well, I can help you, bro. Because he's like, hey, who's the Ravenclaw Tower ghost? He's like, dude, if you need a ghost, I'm your boy. All right. Hey, I'm here for you. It's pretty good. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's the gray lady, and I'm like, mm, that's not quite as cool as the white lady from Hollow Knight, but I'll allow it for now. Um, turns out that this gray lady I love is... You, dude. <laughs> like, I, I fucking hate you, but I love you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime I get a chance to make a Hollow Knight shout-out, you know I'm fucking gonna do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, the gray lady, uh, is Rowena Ravenclaw's daughter, Helena, I believe her name yep. is. It's a great My Chemical Romance song. <laughs> indeed uh she doesn't want to help harry uh at first she's like kind of just floating away from him for a while and he basically is like ah don't you want to stop voldy uh blah 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 um and she very you know kind of easily relents uh and we get this big ghost lore dump here uh she basically stole the diadem from her mother because she wanted to be more wise than her um, but her mother, Rowena, basically covered it up. She didn't want her daughter to be, like, known as a thief, whatever. Um, and then when Rowena got ill and was dying, she wanted to see her daughter again. And she sent, uh, this man who loved her, uh, kind of an unrequited love, because Helena did not love him, uh, out to find her. And, uh, he tracks her down in some forest in Albania. 
Um, and she's like, nah, dude, I'm not coming back. I don't love you. Basically, fuck off. Uh, he loses his temper, stabs her, kills her, and then ends up killing himself in shame. Uh, this man is the Bloody Baron, the Slytherin. It is a Slytherin ghost, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, <laughs> so okay. You know, let me get to the end of this, and then I'll talk about that. So, she left the diadem in this hollow tree in this random forest in Albania. Uh, it was a lonely place, I thought, far beyond my mother's reach. Um, Albania, repeated Harry. Sense was emerging miraculously from confusion, and now he understood why she was telling him what she had denied Dumbledore and Flitwick. You've already told someone this story, haven't you? Another student. She closed her eyes and nodded. I had no idea. He was flattering. He seemed to, to understand, to sympathize. Yes, Harry thought, Tom Riddle would certainly have understood Helena Ravenclaw's desire to possess fabulous objects to which she had little right. Well, you weren't the first thing, weren't the first person Riddle wormed things out of, Harry muttered. He could be charming when he wanted. So, yeah, so she basically, she, she never told Dumble or Flitwick for reasons, but she told Tom Riddle and now she's telling Harry. I think she's just realizing the severity of it now. Sure fine um but him finding this out and knowing this that she left it in this random forest in albania actually has nothing to do with then how he actually finds it so this whole side quest of him talking to this ghost is totally it's just it's just lore for the sake of lore i guess uh harry then comes to the realization that after uh voldy found this he brought it back to hide it in Hogwarts the night he asked Dumble for a job, and then it must be hidden uh, somewhere on the way to or from Dumble's office. And so, <laughs> so this is where I put my notes. So this gray lady's info was kind of useless. Uh, I also feel like Dumble should have been able to figure out, hey, he probably hid something on, you know, I know he came here to the school for a reason. It certainly wasn't to ask me for a job. He knew I was going to refuse him. Um, what was he here to do? Hey, maybe he had something on the way to or from my office. Well, Dumbledore says that he's like, I don't know if he came to the school to find something or to hide something. He's like, he's like, I don't know. Okay. I guess that's fair. Um, again, I'm not to get ahead of myself, but then their reasoning for why Dumbledore could never find this place is equally ridiculous uh before we get to that though uh this is a this is a solid moment here in this chapter ha 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 (laughs) goddamn grop through haggard and fang through a damn window uh and now they're here to help fight hell yeah my boy haggard yeah i am happy to see haggard uh grop is doing doing work outside i feel like i feel like uh this might be a little bit misplaced but I feel like you are slightly rolling your eyes at things coming together. And it's like, look, every series has to do that. It's the way they're coming together. When things fall into place, you're like, oh, it's so convenient. Which, there are things about that, which I we will agree on many of them. Yes. But I don't see the problem with 
this lore thing, like how she was seduced by by Tom Riddle, like I don't see the problem with that. I don't have a problem with the lore dump. I don't have a problem with just getting that, even though it was kind of useless. It's 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 actually right here where I literally put in my notes. Who boy are there some leaps in logic here? But listen, we that's kind of honestly a staple of this series at this point. They 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 love their leaps in logic of just like how he realizes things and like like for example here he sees these gargoyles my favorite gargoyles uh from book two i don't remember what book they. i think they're from book three actually i can't remember some reason sometime harry wanted to go into the staff room and he told me it was an emergency and they basically made fun of him oh no, 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 no 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 that was book five that was when hedwig was injured and he was trying. Oh, he was yeah, looking yeah. for. Uh, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> this is very funty. I was happy to see them again. Uh, the two star and gar- stone gargoyles that usually guarded the entrance to the staff room had been smashed apart by a jinx that had sailed through uh, a broken window. <laughs> their remains stirred feebly on the floor, and as Harry leaped over one of their disembodied heads, it moaned faintly, "Oh, don't mind me." I'll just lie here and crumble. <laughs> so good. Uh, very sarcastic, and I love it. Um, its ugly stone face made Harry think suddenly of the marble bust of Rowena Ravenclaw at Xenophilius's house wearing that mad headdress, and then of the statue in Ravenclaw Tower with the stone diadem upon her white curls. And as he reached the end of the passage, the memory of a third stone effigy came back to him, that of an ugly old warlock onto whose head Harry himself had placed a wig and a battered old tiara. It's just like, that's what made him realize this is an ugly stone gargoyle face. look, I, I don't know. I don't know that I take the problem with it. I feel like this is just you loving to shit on things. No, no, no. I promise it's not that. Like... I just I feel legit, like, like this legitimately happens in life. You could be like fucking walking around and like see something that somehow you're like, well, oh, that triggered that memory. That's weird. Like, like that's, you're not, that's literal real life. You're not wrong. But when it's in fiction, when it's in a story like this, it just seems like super convenient and like a super leap in logic. Like you're already going through the trouble of having this like conversation with this ghost and setting up all this lore here. Why not just have her provide some vital piece of information that leads to him finding it? Because these, these pieces of like information that he is recalling is stuff that has already been laid down. Sure. You know what I mean? So like it's but it's like, calling back to that. I don't know why it's the gargoyle that fucking makes him do that, but like I I for one, and I feel like a lot of Harry Potter fans like the connection thing. Like like that Like the fact that she set it up at the end of book six because he the the tiara is extremely briefly mentioned because doesn't he move it to like put the potions book or something yeah, like that? Yeah, and I even intentionally mentioned you it did. to you. Yeah, I rem- I remembered that after this happened, and I was like, oh, okay, that's why. Zach see, fucking- and see, this is your this is your fucking problem is you just like to roll your eyes at everything. <laughs> I it's I don't cool. like to roll my eyes at everything. It's just I you can't deny that these are some some real leaps in logic here. I don't know, man. I I feel like this is this makes sense for it to happen like that. <sighs> Listen, it's it's again my problem with like like I said, like 
uh, everything has to connect to everything else. Like, oh, it has to be a callback to book six of like, oh, that's where it's been the whole time. Also, okay, we're about to get into this, but Voldy's fucking reasoning for hiding it in here. Yeah. Okay. Is so this is another so thing I have. Dumb. This is another thing I have a problem with. Oh my god, it's so... Literally, Ron, one of the dumbest characters in this story, basically, more or less... And again, I'm getting way ahead of myself, but he basically calls Voldy's ass out for being like, why the fuck would he hide it in here? Yeah. It's so stupid. Yep, 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 yep. It's very, very stupid. I, and we'll I get do to agree. it here in a second. Um, so yeah, Harry is running through the castle, trying to get, of course, to the room, and... Uh, Castle's getting attacked big time now. Uh, we see my boy Sir Cat again. Uh, I was happy to see him again. He's like running around trying to rally the troops. Uh, just being a big weirdo like he always Sir was. Sir Cat again fucking rules, man. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, he also sees Honest Abe who grapes about all the kids that are coming through his pub. He's like, Potter, what the fuck? There's all these kids coming through my damn pub. Uh, and then he also tells him, yeah, you should have kept some Slytherins as hostages. He's like, they're just kids of the Death Eaters out there. And uh, I kind of like the way Abe thinks, but Harry's like, nah, Dumble would have never have done that. Uh, anyway, it's just a quick moment there. And then he finds Hermione and Ron. Uh they went to where they've been this entire time was not, in fact, banging in the bathroom, which, again, would no, have been No, I mean, better. he's been giving her a bone. <laughs> All right. That's not bad. That's not bad. <laughs> uh, they were on a little excursion down into the Chamber of Secrets uh, to get basilisk fangs from the corpse. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure its venom is still good and around. It only died five fucking years ago. But it's a magical creature, so fine. I'll allow it. What I probably have a bigger problem with is... Oh, apparently Ron can speak Snake now. Just because he heard Harry doing yes, it one time. Yes, 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 He yes. can just speak some Snake because he heard Harry doing it once. And he basically just goes like, yeah, listen. And look, it just works. Look, 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 look. I get it. But also, like, you've tried speaking Spanish words because of stuff you've heard me say. <laughs> like, you, people can do that, right? Oh, my God. Don't even try. This is Don't life and death, try. man. He's got to try it. He just hisses up a storm, and apparently it works. The basilisk venom lasts forever, and Ron can speak snake. Sure, Not to why mention not? that... Uh... Also, wouldn't Dumble have, like, made an excursion down there if this is, like... Dumble doesn't speak parcel tongue. Well, no, he could have gotten Harry at any point and just been like, hey, let's go down there and, you know, check that place out. Yeah, he could have. See if there's any, you know, or if, fuck, Foghorn Slaghorn probably should have been like, hey, can we go see if there's any basilisk venom? That stuff goes for way on the market high. Let's go down there and get some of that shit. Yeah. It's just, Look, it's ridiculous. Ron heard, Ron heard Harry say open earlier uh -huh. in this book. He did. Yes, that's so the it's whole fresh. For it. Yeah, so fresh. That was literally months ago, but sure. It's fresh. Um, yeah, super fresh. Uh, also, Hermione has now joined the uh, destroyed Horcrux. Jeez, Horcrux Club. Uh, they stabbed the Huffle Cup. The Huffle Cup is fucked up. Gone. Dunzo. Dunzo. 
Um, so now Harry explains. He's like, hey, that diadem. It's where I hid my potions book. Uh, it's been there the whole time. It's where people have been hiding things for centuries. His big... God damn it. His big explanation for why Voldy hid it in here is because Voldy is so arrogant that he would have thought that he was the only one to find it. Except there's millions of hidden yes. items. I'm like, um, you literally just said people have been hiding shit in there for centuries, dipshit. Yeah. So he could have walked in there and seen, oh, a bunch of students and people have been hiding stuff in here for centuries. Uh, I guess no one else has ever found this. I'm that cool. Like, the only... Because it's my job to try and make sense of uh-huh, this, right? Of course, sure. Let's do it. Yeah, that's what we're the here for. The only thing that I can think... Let me just preface by saying, like, I you don't, don't like buy this I, at I all. don't like this, okay? So, like, <laughs> okay, fair let's, enough. Just, let's, just be, fair let's enough. just be fucking real here. Let's try um, what we can. He. <laughs> if Voldemort even. found out how to use the Room of Requirements, uh-huh. then he could have thought, I need a place to hide this, and and assumed that all the other things that were actually hidden items by people were just, like, the room producing like clutter or mess like for this thing to be hidden sure like that's literally the only way that that makes sense but like or maybe he just he was busy and maybe he didn't actually go in and see anything he just like opened the door tossed it in there and then left i mean hey he was he was going quick if he was trying to meet dumbledore for that meeting yeah exactly uh and yeah i guess like listen we got the most elaborate fucking trap of all time at the cave, and then you're telling me that oh yeah, he just tossed this other Horcrux into the room of requirement, and that I mean he good he enough. does think that that the school itself is its own protection, and like I suppose, but look, but I mean I, we I, don't I, even know how he hid the the shack one, but we know it was fucked up enough to kill Dumbledore's hand, so. He definitely was about putting protections around his horcruxes, except this one, apparently. Sure, okay. So, look. Yeah, no, I got you. This is bad. <laughs> it's so but bad. But, with how dumb we... Because, look, Voldy's dumb. Like, his, yeah! his hubris is fucking absurd. He's uh, yeah, an idiot. Apparently. He's yeah, so yeah, arrogant. Yeah. And th- that, at the very least, is true to, true to character. Like, sure. He's an idiot. Um, like, even from the very beginning, the, the dumbass forgot Phoenix Tears heals wounds. Right. Well, that was 17-year-old. Yeah. You know, maybe he didn't. I mean, whatever. Either way. He was just, the best student at Hogwarts, bro. He, he just, he's not, he just thinks that he's untouchable, right? So, he like, this really is does. actually true to his fucking story, or true to his character. It makes sense. Like what, it, I what suppose the real so. fucking crime here is what we're about to talk about. Yeah. The reason why Dumble or Flitwick never found it? Is that what you're talking about? No. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Before we get to Fiendfire, uh, Harry's other, I have this, Harry's other rationalization for why Dumble or Flitwick would have never found it is because they were model students and would never have had a use for the Room of Requirement. But because Harry's a real fucker that basically ignores every rule ever, he's been in there a bunch of times. Uh, I mean, Dumbledore did say that, like, he had only discovered the room. Like, he he said that in 
in book four. I know. You're talking about the toilet thing? Yeah. Yeah. No, listen. I, that's that's all well and good and fine. It's just like, <laughs> that's his explanation H- Harry for rationalizing why, with that. Yeah, Harry okay. rationalizing that is, why Dumble really and Flitwick could have never found this place is because, oh, they were model students. They would have never right. needed to hide anything. And it's just, it's lame. Yeah. Um, I, I, look, I, we... I think that episode of Lord of the Rings will have already come out by the time we're, this is out. We uh-huh. did talk about stories, unfortunately, having the need to over, you know, like over explain things. Sure. Uh, and look, that's this series is obviously no victim of that. So, or excuse me, no, yeah. like not. Uh, what am I trying to say? I have no idea. <laughs> this series is a victim of that problem. I don't know if victim is the right word, but sure. A culprit. It's a culprit of that problem. There you go. Uh, but yeah, if there's any ever any problem or question in these books, the answer is always a room of requirement. It's just like goddamn room requirement. We need a place like to it hide. Should actually be polyjuice potion. That too. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you need a place to hide. Room of requirement. Need a place to moonshine. Room of requirement. Need a toilet. Room of requirement. Need a hand, Joe. Room of requirement. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's the answer to everything. Um, so yeah, they go inside. They, they run to the room of requirement, and they tell Tonks, Ginny, Tonks is there, by the way, and uh, Grand Longbottom is also here. Yes. Hey, you guys got to get out of here so it can transform into the form of it that we actually need. Um, Tonks goes to fight with Lupin, and Grand goes to fight with Neville. I, I love her, by the way. Like, she's like, oh, I get to go help my grandson. Like, yeah, she's great. She's so good. She's so good, yeah. Uh, this is uh, maybe Ron's, the best moment of Ron's uh, pitiful little life here. Um, Hang on a moment, said Ron sharply. We've forgotten someone. Who? asked Hermione. The house elves. They'll all be down in the kitchen, won't they? <laughs> Dick Harry. You mean we ought to get them fighting? asked Harry. No, said Ron seriously. I mean, we should tell them to get out. We don't want any more Dobbies, do we? We can't. I want more Dobbies. Uh, we can't. You want more to... dead house elves? You no, no. Dick. I mean, just I didn't mean it in that way. I just want more Dobby. <laughs> uh, we that did sound like that. Hey, I want. I want some more of that shit. <laughs> I want some more dead house elves. Uh, we can't order them to die for us. There was a clatter as the basilisk fangs cascaded out of Hermione's arms. Running at Ron, she flung them around his neck and kissed him full on the mouth. Ron then threw away the fangs and broomstick he was holding and responded with such enthusiasm that he lifted Hermione off her feet. Harry, because he's a cock-blocking dick, Is this really the moment? Harry asked weakly, and when nothing happened except that Ron and Hermione gripped each other still more firmly, he raised his voice. Oi! There's a war going on here! (laughs) Ron and Hermione broke apart, their arms still around each other. I know, mate, (laughs) said Ron. So it's now or never, isn't it? All right, Ron. You know what? You're okay now. Is that a basilisk fang in your pocket, or are you just happy to see me? (laughs) Hell yeah. Um... It's I, this is good shit. Uh, all Ron has to do, he, he, listen, he, I feel like he should have learned this a long time ago. All he has to do is say good shit about house elves, and Hermione loves him. Um, that's easy peasy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, 
I don't know why they're carrying around like 50 basilisk fangs, by the way. Like, how many of these do they need to kill like a couple of horcruxes? Maybe they're going to start just like chucking them like knives at the snake. That'd be pretty cool. That would be cool. Throwing knives, throwing fangs. It might still happen. It might still. Who knows? I mean, you know, but I don't know yet. <laughs> Uh, so the battle is really raging, uh, just like my boner as they come out of the room. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. Scott. <laughs> the battle like, is raging I like my like... boner as they come. <laughs> that was what I just said. Dude, out of I the feel, room. I feel like all of these, like, jokes and innuendos, like, subtly like slip in uh, ayo and yeah. they're good and you're just like for <laughs> the battle is raging like my boner <laughs> like a fucking 14 year old kid making a fucking boner joke I, I feel like we have regressed and devolved this episode into just making constant coming and clam constant bam jokes pretty constant coming like I want to. Th- I like to think we're better than this. No, dude. But we're not. We're definitely not. We're so dumb. Uh, and here we are, nearly fifty episodes in, and uh, we're just we're just making boner and cum jokes. It's it's what a time to be alive. <laughs> uh, so, so they come out of the <laughs> with their raging boners. I catch. I'm such a twelve year old. Uh, the castle is shaking. If the castle's a rockin', don't come and knock <laughs> You're so fucking ridiculous, dude. I, I, I actually didn't have that one in my notes like I normally do. Uh, the castle <laughs> is shaking. And spells are, like, flying in through the windows. Uh, the, the bad dudes are getting real close. Uh, Grop is out there just beating ass. Uh, he's ripped a gargoyle off the castle. Are, are the gargoyles alive, or is this one not? Because he just beating <laughs> ass with it out there. Uh, apparently, the enemy has brought giants to fight with them as well, so they're they're close to breaking through. Um, Abe tells Tonks uh, last he saw Lupin was dueling Dolahov, and she sprints off. I'm. I really want to see that duel, but we won't because everything is from goddamn Harry's point of view. You should write a fanfic. Um, definitely not. <laughs> um, so they go into the, they go back into the room. You know, they're like think about like, oh, we need a place to hide, blah blah, whatever. Uh, and here it is. I copied this directly because I was like, boy, there she's just calling attention to how dumb this is. They were in a place the size of a cathedral. With the appearance of a city, its towering walls built of objects hidden by thousands of long-gone students. So stupid. And he never realized anyone could get in, said Ron. <laughs> Even Ron. The dumbass Ron is smarter than Voldy. Confirmed. <sighs> you also gotta think... Uh, okay, no. I'm... We've already gone over this. He just opened the door, tossed it in, and ran. Like, that's the only explanation. But also, like, if he says, all right, I know I want to hide this at Hogwarts. Where would you try and hide something 
where you think nobody else could get. Oh, I guess he probably should have put it down in the Chamber of Secrets. I was literally about to say probably in the Chamber of Goddamn Secrets. Yeah. No. Yeah, that's that's super fair. That would have been actually really funny if they're, like, down there, like, yanking basilisk fangs out of a skull. And they look over and there's a die death. Like, oh, hey, that, that looks familiar. <laughs> that would have been a better uh, way to find it, honestly. But then we couldn't have got the whole fiend fire scene. Um, so they split up to look for it. And, uh... I just realized how unnecessary the whole fiend fire thing is. Like they are, they now have a way to destroy Horcruxes. Yeah. Like it's just an unforced error. Whatever. Yes. It doesn't matter. Yep. Yep. They split up to look for it. Uh, Harry finds it. Uh, but yeah, Crab Goyle and Malfoy are there. They show up. Uh, Harry's like, "How did you get in?" And Malfoy's like, "What are you, an idiot? I basically lived in here last year, bro." Uh, it's true. He was fixing that vanishing cabinet for a long ass time. Yeah, but how did he get in? Think think about uh, that problem also. No, they were here. We go. They were hiding just outside. Uh, Crab and Goyle make a big deal about how they can do disillusionment charms. Right. Um. So yeah, they want. They stayed behind. They wanted to give Harry to Voldy. Um. But yeah, there's there's tension amongst the ranks. Uh, Crab and Goyle don't want to follow Draco's orders anymore because obviously the Malfoys are out of favor with Voldy. Um, we also find out that, listen, Crab shouldn't be taking anybody's orders because he's, you know, he's all-powerful wizard man he's over here. He's more powerful than Voldy. Yep, for sure. He tries to abracadabra Hermione. Um, I'm, she, like, hides behind a wisp of smoke or something that blocks it, I'm pretty sure. Um, <laughs> you bitch. And then, then she stuns his ass. Uh, wait, that must have been Goyle, because Goyle's the unconscious one, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. So that must have been Goyle. Uh, yeah, that wisp of smoke blocked Abracadabra real good, and she stunned him. So, uh, or wait, do I have it backwards? Because now here I have in my notes, Goyle apparently uses some kind of fire jutsu. Uh, um... I don't know which one of them it is now. I think it's Goyle, is the all-powerful wizard man. <clears throat> My notes are never wrong, we know that. <laughs> Did you find it? Oh, I literally have it both ways in my mo- notes, so I'm really confused. Um, so, the crab had aimed to kill... Okay, so crab shot uh, Avada Kedavra. Mm-hmm. Um, Malfoy grabbed the stunned Goyle. Yeah, so it's Crab that does everything here. Okay, okay, gotcha. <clears throat> it's Crab. We decided. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I dude, I couldn't tell if you were like. Because I scroll back up to start reading my notes again, and it says Goyle, so I just want to be sure. Dude, I legit was like, is he just, like, coming in again? Like, <laughs> like, like you're going to oh, cut I'm all this out? I'm coming in again. <laughs> yeah, you are. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought that oh, you I'm were coming just, in like, again. like, re, like, you're going to cut all that and just, like, sure, so yeah. crap. No, I'm cutting you everything. you also, like, confused? <laughs> cutting this entire goddamn episode uh so crab apparently uses some kind of fire jutsu that he can't control it's the amaterasu it's 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 burning everything in this room um 
him and Draco grab a unconscious Goyle. I have to literally reverse it now in my head because my notes are wrong. And they start hauling ass. <laughs> I say, what the fuck is this powerful ass curse? It's forming like creatures of fire that pursue them. And it's destroying everything in here. I think he learned this from your boy Ace, I'm pretty sure. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> I literally wrote this in my notes jokingly, Zach. I, I hope I want you to know this uh, before I saw the end of this chapter. I'm sure it's powerful enough to destroy the Horcrux at this point. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, dude. That and then is... I say... Yeah. Crab is the most powerful wizard alive, confirmed. Ha ha, oh wait, he's dead. Because I made that note and then he's dead like two <laughs> seconds later. <laughs> Idiot. Uh, so the, yeah, they grab brooms, they start to fly out. Draco and Goyle are like perched on this junk heap and they save their asses. Uh, the diadem is very conveniently popped up into the air by, like, the fire creatures, and Harry grabs it, and they fly out. Uh, the only thing we are missing here was a reference to uh, Harry's Quidditch skills being very important for his, you know, catching this and for him being the best on a broom. I was very disappointed because they always like to fucking bring that up. Um, the best line of this chapter, though. What? Is Ron... <laughs> getting mad at Harry and he says if we die oh, yeah. for them I'll kill you Harry <laughs> yes yes that was very good it's I very didn't funny. write that down but it was very good uh <laughs> the next line in my notes just says what the fuck I was kidding about the fire destroying the work uh yeah uh, a blood like substance dark and tarry seemed to be leaking from the diadem Suddenly, Harry felt the thing vibrate violently, then it break apart in his hands, and as it did so, he thought he heard the faintest, most distant scream of pain. Ah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and here's our girl Hermione, Basil oh. expositioning over here. Oh, it must have been fiend fire, whimpered Hermione, her eyes in the broken pieces. Sorry, Harry, literally echoing my sentiment. Fiend fire, cursed fire. It's one of the it's one of the substances that destroy horcruxes, but I would never ever have dared used it. It's so dangerous. How did Crab know how to? Must have learned it from the Caros, said Harry grimly. Shame he wasn't concentrating when they mentioned how to stop it. Really. Uh if he hadn't tried to kill us all, I'd be quite sorry he was dead. Real dumb. This is just real, real dumb and so unnecessary. They literally are holding Basilisk Fangs uh, to very easily destroy this thing. This is such an unforced error. It's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, I don't have much more to say on that. Yes. Ex except for the fact that I was literally joking about it and then it happened, uh, which is great Look, stuff. Look, man, it is, it is bad. It's so dumb. I don't understand. Like, all that time they spent trying to figure out a way to... They wore that fucking necklace for literal goddamn years. And you're telling me, Hermione, you knew there was a spell that could destroy it the entire time. Woof. Woof. 
And that retroactively makes the whole thing about the sword, like, absorbing to, Basilisk look, Venom way less cool. To be fair about, like, about Hermione knowing about... So here's the thing. She knew about Fiendfire. Like, mm-hmm. she doesn't know how to produce it. She doesn't... Like, I don't think that that... That that says like it it just lists the things that can destroy a Horcrux. I doubt that it's like a step by step tutorial on like how to fucking perform that magic. Okay, but if the if Crab can fucking learn this, if the Caros know this spell, like Hermione's like the smartest wizard of her generation, she could fucking figure it out. Sorry, I forgot. Crab is like the most powerful wizard of all time. My bad. Look, man, I, I'm I'm trying here. This I is know. this is bad. Listen, dude. I know, it's I know, bad. I'm beating a dead horse here, but you know, I gotta take my victory laps when I can get them. <laughs> yeah, you haven't had a lot of those lately because the book has been rad. I haven't had a ton of them lately, lately for sure. So, uh, last little bit of this chapter here. Uh, Percy and Fred are down the hall, are dueling a couple of Dieters, one of which is our boy down with the thickness. <laughs> this is what, You ruined what was going to be my joke here. I was going to do that. Hey, did you know that he's been imperious by Yaxley <laughs> in book six? <laughs> so thank you for ruining that earlier, you uh, I'm dick. I'm sorry, buddy. That's uh, funny. I'm glad you made that joke. Yeah, I, tr- I tried. Uh, we ruined it, though. But what else do we do? Percy makes a crack about how uh, he's he's also big on the action guy quip point here because he as he hits uh, thickness with a spell he's like oh yeah by the way Mister Minister I resign uh, it's apparently some spell that turns him into a sea urchin I don't know what that was about um but here we go big sad uh <laughs> you actually are joking purse. I don't think... This is Fred, by the way. I don't think I've heard you joke since you were... The air exploded. They had been grouped together. Harry, Ron, Hermione, Fred, and Percy. The two Death Eaters at their feet. One stunned, the other transfigured. And that fragment of a moment when danger seemed temporarily at bay, the world was rent apart. So Harry and Hermione pull themselves out of the wreckage. They stagger over their... uh, Percy and Ron are... Huddled over a body. Uh, No, 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 someone was shouting. No, Fred, no. And Percy was shaking his brother, and Ron was kneeling beside them. And Fred's eyes stared without seeing, the ghost of his last laugh still etched upon his face. And I would find this really sad and soul-crushing if this entire chapter before hadn't been so dumb. And I was so checked out at this point mentally that I had almost no reaction to this sadness it's so sad dude that line it's... is a stinger dude fred's eyes stared without seeing the ghost of his last laugh still etched upon his face it's yeah. very good like that's good and that's rough because i mean listen like fred and george that's what they do they crack jokes they laugh they have a good time uh so that's rough rough as hell um but i, I was just so over it at this point i was just like Oh no, Fred died. That sucks. You are the worst. I I am. You're not wrong. Listen, listen, I'm not happy about it. I like Fred. Uh was he the one I always thought would turn evil? <laughs> I think once George got his uh ear thing. Oh, right. You were Man, like, yeah. they only have one ear left between the two. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I mean, I guess technically Fred still has his ears, but ah, uh, maybe. I mean, you don't know that for sure. Okay, fair enough. It was a big explosion, apparently. Um, yeah, that's the end of chapter thirty-one, and what we will be going over today. Uh, yeah, listen, I. <sighs> This whole Battle of Hogwarts was like, I was real hyped for that, and we barely see any of it, which is very disappointing. Um, and instead, we got all these ridiculous conveniences stacked up on a one after the other on top of each other. And some of it was just so unnecessary. And like I said at the top, I just, I felt myself just being like, Okay, get to get to get to the Snape stuff. Like I know there had there had fucking better be some Snape stuff left in this goddamn book. I just want to see that how that resolves itself, uh, and then I'm good. And we'll be done, baby. Uh, so yeah, that's that's kind of where I was at mentally, if I'm gonna be honest. Um, but we'll see. You know, you've got me intrigued. I, ha- I have to admit that that's that's a little disappointing. I know. You you do have me intrigued by saying, you know, there's something else that, you know, maybe still coming that I'll be surprised or into about I think um, someone I like. I, I actually legitimately like because because yes, ultimately Harry and Voldemort is like I mean, that is the end, right? I mean you sure, you know that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There are so many things that are gonna start happening now that happen alongside that in order to get there that I do actually think you're going to enjoy pretty much all of those, like back to back to back to back to back. Okay. And then, and then it will finally be the end where it's like, okay, Harry, you know, Harry Voldemort, and then it's done. And so like the journey and all the things happening alongside Harry from now through the end, which, you know, I mean, whether we get some Snape stuff or not, um, if we fucking don't, I will riot. <laughs> well, razzle dazzle. Um, oh no! Oh no! Now I'm worried. You know, uh, there is enough great happening along the way. Okay. Yeah, I I hope you're right. I I actually we're doing three chapters next week, right? Correct. So that's the plan, man. Uh, I think, I think the next batch has potential to be your favorite batch of the book. Okay. We shall see. Um, yeah, it's good stuff. I mean, I'm excited about it. Ah, man. So, okay. I'm gl- I'm so ha- You have no idea how happy I am that, like, you loved the McGonagall stuff as much as I well, do. Oh, yeah. Like, that stuff was badass. When, when I think of early on when we started this and you kept telling me, like, like man, McGonagall has got to do something really cool because, like, sure. she's just been so whatever. Right. When right, I think right. of McGonagall, this is what I think of. Like, right. this kind of stuff. I think of battle McGonagall. Yes, dude. She's so hardcore. I love her to death. Um,. Yeah, everything gearing up. I mean, it's just, I think we've made this reference already, like, in the last couple weeks, but, like, it's like that episode fucking of Game of Thrones in the last season, Uh, like, before the fuck, like, the calm before the storm, like, the the gear up type thing. I love that shit. Yeah, that's good stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I really enjoyed that chapter. Like, you know, there was the quick, brief duel with Snape, there was McGonagall just being a badass throughout the entire thing. Um, 
Barry had his cool action guy quip. Um, <laughs> yeah, like that, like that chapter I enjoyed a lot. Uh, it was, it was then after that it really went shit. Can I? I hesitate to even do this because I know I've been negative a lot this episode. But can I bring up another quibble? I yeah, I, I mean, dude, here. this this is look, man. As much as I want you to like this, like, dude, this is our fucking podcast. You got to right. talk about this shit. Okay, go for it. I I was really hoping after McGonagall had that like basically gave Horace like that come to Jesus speech of like, hey, get your house's shit together. If you try and attack us, we're going to just murder your asses. I was I was really hoping for some kind of like not like redemption for the Slytherins, but like what I was really hoping was going to happen and what I kind of thought was going to happen after McGonagall did that whole thing. Was, was like that, Slytherin like, fighting amongst itself? Well, not necessarily that, but just like, listen, we know some of them are assholes. Sure. Crab, Goyle, Malfoy, Pansy, Parkinson. Fine. Total. Whatever. Like, I was hoping there was going to be like a small contingent of Slytherins and Horace being there being like, yeah, dude, listen, we're not all evil assholes. Like, yes, we're in Slytherin, but that doesn't mean unequivocally we're evil. We're here to help you. Yes. But instead, it was just like, nope, that entire house is that it's empty. That table is empty. They're gone. They're out of here. Yep, I agree. And that disappointed me because <sighs> this is probably really my Slytherin showing. I hate that I'm even saying those words, but it's like, listen, I don't like that just especially in stories like strict black and white of like, these are the three good houses. This is the bad house. And they're all bad. The end. Yep. Their life is not that simple. There are shades of gray. Um, yeah. Look, I mean, I mean, and th- I think the thing that's like, so I actually, I agree with this and I'm glad that this is something you decided to talk about because it's like, mm-hmm. it's something of more substance, right? Like yes, this, this definitely. is, this is like a better conversation than you. This, this is a lot more valid than my leaps of logic criticism, honestly, probably. Yes, it is. Um, so like, even in this story, there have been several themes of like, I mean, we get the banger of a line from, from Sirius that yes. this world is not split up into good people and death eaters. Yes. You know, like, yes, exactly. Like that, that is a, yeah. So I am a big fan of, of you having that take because yeah. I agree with it completely. I, I suppose it could still happen. And that's what I'm kind of reservedly hoping, but I, I, Maybe Foghorn Slughorn will still do something baller. And it doesn't even necessarily need to be him. Like, he's already kind of had his moments of, of you know... You you know what it is? Like, okay, so there there is going to be something to quench that, but not, not okay. quite. But okay. look, th- this is the actual thing. Um, because we know that those types of themes are not, you know, that, that like... JK Rowling is not like a stranger to that. Like she likes that idea. Yeah, she's played on sure. it before. But every time that she's written a Slytherin, they've been a dick bag. Yeah. Yeah. So there's no opportunity to be like like if somebody was like, Yeah, 
we're gonna stay and fight like they're just they're gonna be a faceless fucking person which maybe still would be good i would be fine with that it's like if if there had just been a couple throwaway sentences in that moment when they're in the great hall after pansy parkinson is like oh he's right there take him and mcgongle's like get the fuck out slytherin just if there had been a couple lines like about like uh harry saw that there were three or four slytherins he did not recognize that stayed behind and like said they were here to help they you know they weren't all bad just like that's all i wanted yeah. just like they don't have to be big memorable characters it's just like this idea that no 100% everyone in slytherin is evil and they're out of here is i hate that mm-hmm. and it's just it's, like uh why do you i know we've talked about this that you know uh, there's a lot of politics and whatever. If everyone in this house is so 100% unequivocally evil, why the fuck do you allow them in your school? I don't give a shit about the politics. Get this terrorist cell out of your goddamn school. Yeah, yeah no, no, no. I, I, I agree, man. It, it, it makes <laughs> me appreciate things like um, like in Jojo Rabbit, right? I was just thinking really? that. Fuck yes. Yeah. Like even yes. good Nazis, right? Like Yes. Well, that's a large generalization good, uh, yeah good germans like i i love the, the the fact about jojo rabbit that it paints the fact of like listen not every german in nazi germany was a piece of shit like right you know hunter of jewish people killing you know like there were good people even think about jorah's line from uh game of thrones where he says there's good and evil on both sides of every war ever fought you know yes it's like the world is not black and white, you know, just all I wanted was like a couple people sticking behind from Slytherin being like, no, we understand this is bad. We're here to help. They don't have to be big characters. I don't need a crab like redemption arc. That's all I wanted. And that that was a quibble I had. I was like, because I thought it was coming after McGonagall is basically like, hey, yeah, I mean, it was teed Slughorn. Up. It was teed up. She's like, get your shit together. We're not standing for this anymore. It was teed up perfectly. Mm-hmm. And then it just mm, didn't happen. Yep. Yeah, the, the count the count was 3-0 and and the batter did not swing for some reason. Yeah. It's kind of a no-brainer. <laughs> Definitely. It was right down the pipe. It was... Hey-o. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had to get one more in. <laughs> one more A-O. <laughs> I'm coming. <laughs> Chosen one. I'm coming. Yes, I don't know why I thought dude. of that. <laughs> yes, dude. Your fucking nipples look like milk duds, man. <laughs> My nipples look like milk duds. <laughs> <laughs> no one but us has seen that movie and knows what the hell we're talking about. No, that's not true. People have seen Kung Pao. Kung Pao, enter the goddamn fist. So funny. Yeah. That My is My nipples magic. look like milk <laughs> Dude, no, the best thing is when he punches the hole, like, cl- like clean, straight. No, actually, actually, hold on. The best thing about that movie is... Swing the chain? No, no although that's Swing very good. Swing the chain. Is either the... Your clothes the are clothes blue. magician. Yes. 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 <laughs> again. I am a great magician. Um, Your clothes are red. Either that or simply the baby rolling down the hill, the lady picking oh up the baby God. and being like, oh, yeah. so cute. Bye bye. <laughs> she throws the baby down the hill. Yes. Uh, oh, so I good. love that movie so much. Fuck, man. Anyway. Oh, holy shit. I, I'm sad that you 
struggled with this batch because uh-huh. I came into this very hype, but you, you have, did. And I think yeah. I think it's just because for me, I'm like remembering like, oh, this is when shit is like popping off. Right. And but, probably in your memory, it like runs together into cool shit that's still yet to exactly, happen and yes, stuff like that. Very, yeah. very much so. But also like you just talked about some of my biggest problems with the entire sure. series as a whole. Yeah. So like I have to give you credit there. Or give you a pass, not give you credit. Fuck your credit. Thank you. <laughs> Fuck your credit. <laughs> Listen, I want to like fiend fire. Like I said, that sounds dope as hell. That's a that's a spell card I would definitely play in Yu-Gi-Oh, but uh, yeah, not not so great here. Yeah, pretty rough. Um, listen, uh, guys, we still have merch available. If you go hit us up at uh, at we don't want a pod on Twitter and on Instagram. Keep up with all the fun stuff that we are doing, and uh, we will be posting about how to get your hands on some more of our cool shit. Um, I am wearing the tri-blend right now, and it is comfortable as hell. Yeah, I'm a little... So Amanda was wearing her tri-blend yeah. recently, and... You fucked up, buddy. I'm a little sad I didn't get one. Although, I have to say, I mean... The, the premium tees the also premium very tees soft. go pretty fucking hard, man. They go pretty hard, you know? And they're like... You know, I'm not, you know, I'm a fat ass. I'm just going to say that, you know, <laughs> I'm a big boy and uh, it just fits so good. It does. It like, fits nice. It, yeah, it, it's amazing. Um, Soft on the inside. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Seems like good quality. Big fan. Check them out, guys. Go support the show. Uh, keep us alive and fed. No, I'm just joking. But definitely <laughs> go check out that shit because it's cool stuff. We're very proud of the designs. And uh, if you do that soon, you might get your stuff by Christmas, hopefully. Uh, maybe a Christmas gift to yourself, to your grandma. Christmas mm. gift, gift to your grandma. That'd be nice. Grandmas love gifts. Grandmas love We Don't Want a Podcast. And that too. Um, anyway, we love you guys. We appreciate you for listening to the show. We have a lot of cool shit we are working on right now. And we'll be out and available by the time you're hearing this. So please, you know, follow us over there if you are enjoying Scott and I and our banter and our horse shit that we do here. Um, Go check out a new series, the Amazon series, The Wheel of Time. Go check out, although you've probably seen The Lord of the Rings, but go listen to our episodes about The Lord of the Rings and fucking watch it. because They're so good. Rewatch them. They're better than you remember. They're so fucking good. Um, Yeah, fucking go do that. And we also have some more fun things in the pipeline and we're just constantly working on shit to be giving you guys to to caress your ear holes with it's all for you it's all for you all for the peoples so again we appreciate you guys thanks for listening uh we will see you next time bye i'm coming <laughs> <laughs>